I didn't really have the vision at first for how I was going to distribute everything and like package it, but I knew I wanted to get as much information and content as possible. Welcome to the Prince George's Daily. On this season, we will be taking a look at businesses and entrepreneurs in Prince George's County, getting insight into both the business process and the world of entrepreneurship. You will hear the stories shared by business owners and the entrepreneurs in the county, their challenges and their steps for success. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden. Today is December 6th, 2019. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, kick back and take notes on the literature industry as Heavenly Bee spills the tea with Lillian Prince, our Prince Georgian of the day and author of 10 Dates Later. In today's weather, we can expect a high temperature in the mid 50s with a low tonight dropping down to just under 30 degrees. For this sunny weekend, our high temperatures will reach the mid 40s and our lows will drop down into the 20s. You may want to bundle up at night or just read the book 10 dates later and find your boo. Sunrise this morning was at 7:11, and sunset this afternoon will take place at 4:44. That's the weather for today, December 6, 2019. Stay with us after the interview as I bring you the news you need for the weekend. In today's news, a devastating loss for Bowie, an equally devastating loss at College Park, and a very sad story out of Dundalk, leaving two families in despair. Before that, here's Heavenly Bee and our Prince Georgian of the Day, Lillian Prince. Hey everybody, it's your girl Heavenly Bee here with the Prince George's Daily. And today I'm honored to be sitting here with none other than Miss Lillian Prince, author of 10 Dates Later. Say hello to my people. Hi everyone. So glad to have you here today um, to talk about your journey to creating the book. I've already read the book, and oh, awesome. after this, I know my listeners are going to go run and read the book, but uh, we're focusing on entrepreneurship this month, and how you took that idea from a concept in your mind all the way to completion is really interesting to me, and I think it'll be very encouraging to our listeners. Um, but first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me where you grew up and um, where you went to college. Okay, so I grew up in PG County, right in Temple Hills. Um, I graduated from Morgan State University, home of the Bears. Um, I I was an English major there. Um, Always wanted to write a book, always knew that's what my passion was. And so I was able to um, combine my love of making people laugh, my love of love and relationships, and created this book that I love so much and I think it's just a really good and useful tool not only because it's super funny but it's also it but it also has like useful tools and tips for like safe dating and things that women should keep in mind and red flags to be mm-hmm. aware of so it, it was a lot of fun to write and it, it was just a blessing to see how many people really in, enjoyed the book. So you say that you've always wanted to write this book. Yeah, always. Like since you were a little kid in your bedroom when yes. you should have been combing the doll baby's hair. Yes, yes. When I was a when I was a little girl, I used to write stories. I used mm-hmm. to enter into different like writing um writing comp- competitions. Um and just growing up, I just always knew like that was always my dream. Even if you see my high school 
yearbook pic- picture, what I said I wanted to be was an author. That's always wow. what I wanted to do. So it was really a dream come true. It was really like a, a bucket list moment. So let's talk about your journey to getting there, though, because you didn't start out your career solely wanting to be an author, right? So I've always stayed in the writing area. Okay. So I'm, I'm a writer-editor for the federal government. Okay. Um, so everything that I do is normally centered around writing, editing, but it's not creative writing. So I had to create my own lane where I was able to um, write about what I wanted to yeah. write about. So years ago, I started a blog with a good friend of mine. It was He Say, She Say. Mm-hmm. He, he said, she said. And so... It was a relationship advice column where people could send in anonymous questions and um, they would get a male and female perspective. Right. So that was fun. I did that for a couple of years. Um, I used to do a lot of freelance writing for like Sister to Sister magazine um, and a couple other small publications. And then I just decided like I, I knew what I wanted to do. I got really focused. And so I wrote my own book. So tell me about... That day where you said, okay, this is it, Lillian. I'm sitting down, and I'm going to start writing, and I'm going to commit to this process. So I had been writing it for years, honestly. I had been just like, every time I would go on a bad date or just like if I ever remembered a bad date, I went through old emails, and I started compiling all of these stories. Um, I knew it was important to just get all of the content together, so I didn't really yeah. have... Um, I didn't really have the vision at first for how I was going to distribute everything and like package it, but I knew I wanted to get as much information and content as possible. Um, And I want to say maybe like in 2015, I knew, I I know that I'm a procrastinator. So I purposely wrote on Facebook that the book would be out in December of 2016. At the time, nothing was like, nothing was done. Um, I didn't have anything together, but I knew that once I put that out there, that I would have an audience of people who were one going to hold me accountable. Yeah. And it would keep me focused on like the set date that I wanted the book to come out. Perfect. So what made you decide, first of all, are you self-published? Yes. What made you decide on that route? Because I wanted to do it my way. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't think it's an easy task to get into like pub- publishing to get with a publishing company, so it was necessary for me to um, create my own lane. So I saved my money and decided to invest in myself, um, and that just consisted of you know definitely having people who were before me like Tokita Wilson, who was so gracious enough to kind of share the process with me and explain like the different tools and materials that I would need and the different resources that that I would need. And so I just um, worked with some of the best of everything, the graphic designer, the person who designed my photo cover and, um, I'm sorry, my book cover and then editors and things like that to just make the finished product. So tell me about uh, how you even went about that process of finding uh, the best Mm-hmm. to help you with that because I know it can't be cheap and I'm just thinking about the listeners that want to self-publish and they're thinking about their budget did you have to make any type of specific sacrifices that you may be able to tell them about to save the money because I feel like people like when they think they can't don't have the money they don't think about other ways they make and cut back so there are definitely ways and resources that you can do it on your own um, and you just have to look into different ways like even as far as 
the book cover. Like I decided to do photos and I had someone package it for me, but you could definitely just with a nice, um, probably Microsoft app, mm. figure out a way to come up with a book cover. I do think there are some expenses as far as self-publishing that you shouldn't skimp on as far as like editing. Yeah. There's nothing more cringeworthy than reading something that has a bunch of errors in it. So I think that's something that you need to um, research, definitely research and invest in. And also just, you know, I personally think that you should make a list of everything that you need from your book cover, your graphics, um, promotion, and kind of go down the list See what's most important. See what are the non-negotiables. Like to me, like I just said, having an editor wouldn't be something that I would negotiate on. Yeah. So um, definitely figuring out those things that you want to pay for and those things that you can kind of Google and and figure out how to do on, on your own. Okay. So have you always been entrepreneurial though? Because um, I know some people entrepreneurship is just what they did. Mm -hmm. They sold candy in the lunchroom. Mm -hmm. They sold pencils for people that didn't have a pencil. Um, but then there's others who say, you know what? I was pushed into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. What is your story? So I don't think it was always in me. I think honestly, mine was honestly just wanting to be an author. And so whatever came along with that, I was willing to do the entrepreneurship part just came with it. I don't think I went into it saying like, I'm going to start this small business and this is what it is. Um, that's honestly what it grew into. Yeah. But my goal was honestly just to get this book out there and, and everything that came along with it, um, was just an added bonus. Yes. So, um, you know, even when people started saying, like, you, sh you should write another book and you should do this, it was just like, well, th this was really the only, this was the dream that I had to write this book. Like, this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, again, just everything that came along with it is definitely a blessing. And I've, I've been so, um, I've, I've, I've been able to promote in ways that most first-time authors don't get the opportunity to do just saying you know just meaning going to different news stations yeah. and radio stations and even being here like this is just a blessing to still be able to promote and push a book that i wrote over two years ago that's that's dope yeah yeah so everybody knows me here i go into my dreamland i know all you wanted was 10 dates later mm -hmm. but everybody has been dropping the seeds and i'm gonna <laughs> throw a little water on that so <laughs> Now that those seeds have been planted, are you thinking about what's next with I am. you as an author? I definitely am. Um, I think I have another book in me. I'm just waiting um, to see what God places on my heart. Okay. I don't want to do, like, even before when, when 10 Days Later first came out and it really just took off. Um, and a lot of people would say, you, you should write another book. I didn't want to write the book just because number one was doing so well. Like I wanted it to to be something that I was passionate about again, something that um, just came nat naturally to me. Yeah. So um, now I'm really focused on doing and promoting safe dating. Mm. So a part of the book, um, for those of you who haven't read the book yet, at the end of each chapter, there's a lesson learned. And just recently, just hearing about all the stories of like young women being kidnapped and meeting people on these dating apps. Um, I just think it's necessary. Like a lot of things that I thought, um, I don't want to say were like common sense, but just just second nature to me, things that I knew, like I wouldn't go to his house for a first date or I wouldn't yeah. meet him somewhere that I'm not familiar with for a, a, a first date. A lot of people, a lot of young women don't know that. So I'm really, really pushing this safe dating plat 
platform. Um, still playing off of 10 dates later, so it's 10 safe dates later. Okay. And it's just tips and guides for college students to just to maintain a healthy dating lifestyle and make it home at night. I know that's yeah. right. Yes, absolutely. It's been crazy, all the things we've been seeing in the yeah, headlines. Yeah, so sad. Now. Yeah. Okay, so um, what advice would you give to someone else who wants to write and publish a book that you didn't know? That someone you, that I don't know. No, a, a tip that you wish somebody would have told you, something that you mm. didn't know that you wish somebody would have told you. Okay, definitely when promoting, um, cater all of your messages to your particular audience. So I remember, um, oh my God, I remember I did an ad on Ball Alert, Mm -hmm. but I used the same language that I used when I went to like Channel 7. And in my mind, I wanted to keep everything consistent, but looking back on it, I should have catered my messaging to my audience. Ball alert is a different, is, is a whole different animal than who's going to be watching channel seven. And so, um, this go around, I would know to cater my messaging and know who my intended audience is and definitely target them with my messaging. That's a good tip right yeah, there. That's definitely good. keep that in mind. So what you would say to like what you might send to a school system is not the same thing that you would send to a radio station versus and just even knowing your demographic you know knowing and tapping into your demographic knowing um you know what what they like and and catering your messages to get to them and really finding a niche right Mm -hmm. yeah okay so what has been the most rewarding parts of your journey and then the most challenging the most rewarding would have to be anytime that I'm out randomly and someone stops me and says, are you the girl that wrote that book? That's <laughs> such a good feeling. Or, you know, when I get online and I check Amazon and see that I got another review or anytime a woman or, or man will like message me on social media and say that, you know, they took something away from the book and they were, um, you know, grateful that I was able to be so open and transparent about things that sometimes women don't like to talk about. A lot of times we focus on the happily ever after and how everything looks good and we want everything to be pretty because we're just posting a highlight reel, but really just being open and honest, like dating is hard. It's nothing easy about it. We all go through the same things. We all get stood up. We all have dated dogs, you know? So um, that's, that's a really good feeling. And then the most challenging... So the most challenging, honestly, would be that since I wrote the book, so at the end of my book, I was getting married. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I ended the book. So my intention, and I've said this on previous interviews, when I first started writing the book, I wanted the book to end without a happily ever after because I truly felt that a lot of women don't always experience that. Mm-hmm. And, and not so much don't experience a happily ever after. I just think there's a there's a misconstrued image of like happily ever after looks like this. Right. And so I didn't want the book to end with this like fairy tale of like I got married and everything is perfect and I'm so happy now because you could not be married and just be handling your business and being a boss chick and that's your happily ever after. Or you could be successfully raising your child as a single parent and that's your happily ever after. But 
for me, because I, you know, I like to maintain honesty and transparency, I was getting married at the time. So that's the way that my book ended. Yeah. Well, two, what are we, two and a half years, three, three years later, I'm divorced. And so when I see women now, um, it was, it was difficult after being so transparent, having to maybe circle back a bit and say, okay, this, this didn't work out, but also realizing that the lessons learned and everything that I wrote is still relevant. It's Absolutely. still true. It's still useful. It just didn't work out for me, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that's just a, that's just what comes along with being transparent and being honest. Like at that moment, at that time in 2016, that's where I was. Yeah. This is where I am going into 2020. It's a totally different experience, but it's still worth um, talking about yeah. and it's still worth being very, very honest about. And you know, it's, what's also good about it is that now, <laughs> listen, you're always going to relate to somebody. Mm-hmm. So now you have a whole new group of people that can relate to that aspect. Definitely. Definitely. And the way that you're carrying yourself <laughs> is very well, at least from what I see. I don't mm-hmm. know. Your friends probably know the right. <laughs> I hope they don't call them. Okay. <laughs> but the way that you're carrying yourself is a, a good example of how to listen. We're going we gonna to take you gotta, that you gotta, and we're going to keep, keep it moving. moving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. So this is a perfect segue into, into our next question, especially uh, because so many people have this perfect image of what they want life to look like. Okay. How do you define success? It's it's peace. It is, and, and I have said that for years, do not compromise your peace. Yeah. And so whatever that looks like, you know, there is no I don't don't think there's a set anything for anyone. What I like and what you like are two totally different things. You go to a restaurant, you gonna order your favorite thing. I'm gonna order my favorite thing and we're both gonna be happy. But it's just a matter of knowing what works for you. So whatever fulfills you, whatever makes you happy, um, no drama, just just peace. peace. And it's and it's not a lot of money it's not a lot of people it's just whatever brings you peace yes yeah i love that definition so i got two more questions for you okay. and then we're gonna do a fun segment mm. called ask lil because lil is now like a relationship expert <laughs> she took us through 10 dates she has learned a lot 10 dates a marriage and a divorce I, so I she got tell the you a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> okay last two questions first though okay i would like to know um the story in your book, the date in your book that gets the most people to come up to you and be like, girl, that's crazy. Like, what's the most memorable date in your book? And then lastly, you let everybody know how we can connect with you online. Probably the guy that had um, a million dogs. Do you remember that one? Girl, the, the guy... one in my head is the bathroom. But go ahead. Oh, yeah, not. <laughs> Listen, I don't touch that story. <laughs> And if y'all want to know what you're talking about, you got to go buy the book. Yes. I'm going to talk about the one, okay, moving forward, with um, the guy that had a bunch of dogs, and he had this, like, little small condo, and he was so obnoxious, and I walked in, I'm like, it smelled awful, he acted awful, I mean, just mm. a night full of mess, he left his wallet at home, just oh, ridic- he left the wallet. ridiculousness from beginning to end, yeah. I, I, I had that experience before, <laughs> I only want to get on my soapbox. All right, how can we connect with you on social media and or your website? 
So 10datesLater.com, that's 10datesLater.com. Also on Instagram, 10datesLater, it's the same, the number 10, dates later. Um, Twitter, Facebook, it's all the same handle. Uh, my personal page is just Lil, but 10 Dates Later on Instagram has a bunch of fun relationship advice. It's like a fun relationship form where people can come in and leave comments. So definitely check it out and give me a follow. Yay! But thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm um, really excited about this next You part look like it, and now I'm getting nervous. <laughs> Listen. It's nothing to be nervous about, girl. You do this. This is what you do. <laughs> I got three questions from okay. our writers. Okay. And uh, we need your advice. Okay. First question is, dear Lil, I'm in a crisis. I'm almost 30 and I'm literally panicking. I'm not married. I'm not even close to it. It's been a tough time dating and I always thought that I'd be married with children by this age. Mm. 28. Now I'm afraid that it may never happen. What should I do to speed up this process or at the very least ease my fear of being old and alone? Mm. Okay, first of all, 28 is not old at all. Okay. And I think that's the problem. We have these expectations that we put on our life um, for things, for, for the way that we think it should work out. And sometimes God has a totally different plan. So one thing that I've learned um, is just enjoy your life. And I think, when it happens, it'll happen. And that sounds so cliche, but the truth of the matter is whether you get married at 30 or you get married at 35, why would you sit and be miserable until you're 35 waiting for it to happen when you could just enjoy your life, use this time to take some classes, um, go out and date and, you know, just do some things that you want to do and enjoy yourself versus sitting waiting on pins and needles for some man to appear to make you happy because in all honesty, he shouldn't complete you. He should compliment you. Yes. So um, just, you know, continue to focus on yourself. And to be honest, um, when I was 28, this would have this response would have totally gotten on my last nerve. Like, girl, you got somebody. Don't sit up here and tell me to wait. And you, you know, but it's really the truth. Like, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. And there's honestly nothing you can do to really speed that up. I know one thing that my pastor said yes, yesterday about lonely people can sometimes attract dangerous people. Mm. And so sometimes when you are so dead set on meeting this deadline, this this fictitious deadline that you've come up with in your own mind, nobody said anything is going to happen at 30. I, I even said this in the book. It's almost like women think we're going to explode when we turn 30 <laughs> if we're not married. And it is, it's, it's really ridiculous because you look back, now I'm 35 and I'm not married. And it's just like, it's okay. And I love my 30s. It's like, okay, yeah. Yes. Okay. Question two. Okay. Dear Lil, I recently found out that my boyfriend of seven years has been cheating on me. He promised to change and that it was a mistake. And as crazy as it sounds, I believe him. He loves me. I know it. My problem is I just don't trust him anymore. How do I trust him again? Side note, I'm afraid of starting over. Ugh. Uh, well, okay. I'm stuck on seven years, but that's just me. Uh, okay. So I don't like to just tell people to leave because somebody cheated because everybody's tolerance level is different and people can deal with, some people can handle cheating and other people can't. 
Um, but I do believe that if she doesn't think she's going to be able to trust him again, then she's wasting both of their time. Yeah. But if she wants to rebuild with him for whatever reason, um, I think she has to, she has to give it time. She has to make sure that they're both in a comfortable space. Because you don't, I personally just wouldn't want to be in a relationship where I'm constantly wondering, what is he doing? Where is he? Do I want to check his phone? Like, nobody wants to live like that. So, again, you're compromising your peace, which I spoke about earlier, when when you, um, I don't want to say settle, because maybe she doesn't feel like she's settled. Like, if, if she really loves him and she wants to work it out, maybe they should go to counseling mm-hmm. and figure some things out. And then it also, you know, you might want to, I don't know if she wants to know, I personally would want to know the details of the cheating there's a difference between in some people's mind there's a difference between like a one night stand versus a full on to you know mm-hmm. relationship within your relationship so i don't know i mean girl i can't i mean i <laughs> me per, now this is just me i don't know if i could do it yeah but that does not mean that that's not for somebody else people get the, people have gotten through worse mm-hmm. so you know if if it's worth it and he's willing to do the work and and even go with her through her process then maybe it'll be worth you know maybe he'll be better than before girl you're just gonna have to figure that out girl because <laughs> i wasn't much help sorry <laughs> no, she, she is really listen she's not telling you to leave now heavenly would have been like girl put your track shoes on <laughs> but um last question. <laughs> last question hey lil i need your help and it's urgent i met this guy online mm. he was everything i could have ever dreamed of We dated for nine months, established ourselves as a couple, met each other's family, and made plans for the future. Then suddenly, he ghosted me with no explanation. We never even had an argument. My friends tell me that ghosting is normal in the dating world, but I just can't help but wonder if it's me. I just keep replaying the relationship in my mind, trying to find the disconnect. How do I move on? Girl, forget about him. Nine (laughs) months and he ghosted you, that's pretty despicable. So... (laughs) He's he's honestly not worth it, and I can't imagine. I mean, have you checked the hospitals? Because something would need to be. He would need to be sick in order to have ghosted me after nine months. Oh, right. So, mm-mm, girl, just let it go. It. Yeah, don't let, even let think about go. what's going on. Because he's fine. Wow. Well, there you have it. That was straight and direct. <laughs> Thank you for the Ask Lil session. It's been such a blast. And this has been your girl Heavenly B with the Prince George's Daily. Until Monday. Good day. Here's the news for Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden. A lawsuit filed by a family of a girl who suffered a brain injury after a shock at the resort at the National Harbor has been resolved. The Washington Post reports that court filings submitted in November show the family of eight-year-old Zanai Green and the MGM National Harbor Resort have agreed to dismiss the case. Neither side will discuss details of the settlement, including if the family received any monetary damages. Kai Crutchfield made five three-pointers and scored 19 points, and the number 13 NC State team used a high-intensity half-court defense and strong rebounding to beat number 9 Maryland 
66-59 in the ACC Big Ten Challenge game. Elisa Kinane added 16 points and 15 rebounds to help the Wolfpack improve to a 9-0 and notch their 34th consecutive home victory over a non-conference opponent. Taylor Mickensell added 13 points and Blair Watson 12 in the first half for the Terrapins. They had won six in a row but couldn't overcome a 51-27 rebounding disadvantage. After the regular season where the defense made the difference and the offense was efficient, the Bowie State Bulldogs lost in the first round of the Division II playoffs, which they hosted for the second year in a row. Number 11, BSU, brought their third national appearance in the playoffs streak to an end. They fell to number 25, Carson Newman, 17-9, to end their season. Despite the disappointment, BSU finished the season with an 11-1 record, which is the best in the history of the program, as was the final place in the polls. Police say a woman accused of driving over a sidewalk and killing a teenager in Maryland had 94 bottles of liquor in her car. News outlets report the 30-year-old Jennifer Jones was charged with negligent manslaughter by vehicle. Charging documents say Jones crossed the double lines of Dundalk Road, hitting a 15-year-old, and then kept going, hitting a tree, driving through a fence, and three backyards before coming to a stop. Officers said two bottles of whiskey and 92 mini bottles of liquor were found on the front passenger side floorboard of her car. That's the news for Prince George's County. Today is December 6, 2019. This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly Bee, Maude Desai, David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.